This is episode number 82 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we continue our discussion in part three about our opulent land. That is our inheritance that has been made in a contract and a covenant between our patriarch and our ancestor, Avraham and Yahweh Yahweh. Let's continue our discussion. Let's dive right in. Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! The harvest, you're my light, you're a creation, you make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and <laughs> Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews, Hebrews in Exile. Man, I messed that all the way up at the beginning. <laughs> Thought I was going to lead off. <laughs> Stand okay. to come and save my bacon, huh? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's turkey bacon. Make sure we say that right. Yeah, that turkey bacon. <laughs> Are you Hebrews? Man, I didn't know. I didn't know kings <laughs> cohabited with 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 turkeys. <laughs> right. and, and they got turkey bacon. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a real, a real turn real quick. You know where? What part of the when we were in uh, uh, across the street and we used to eat all that pork and all that that bacon and whatnot? You know what part of the pig bacon comes from? Yeah comes from the butt. Yeah. <laughs> comes from the hind. That's right. My kids turn around and say, you know, when we was eating, you was eating turkey, I mean, when you was eating bacon over there, you eating the butt of the pig. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Absolutely. Didn't know that, but yeah. thank yeah. you for yeah. educating yeah. me. Oh. There's an interesting thing that we're talking about. Yeah. And that we've been talking about for two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Land. Land, land, land. I had an interesting conversation with a lady who called me today, wanted to know if I was in Reno. Hmm. I go, no, I'm in Sacramento, California. And she says to me, she says, well, I'm, I'm trying to find a congregation because I'm trying to deal with my faith. Mm-hmm. And I called a synagogue and I was conversing with them, and in the middle of my conversation, they hung up on me. Hmm. And she says, I'm just trying to understand. And one of the things that they told me that they did not believe in Jesus Christ. So we're talking, and we're talking, and we're talking. And finally, she asked me the question, mm-hmm. uh, do you believe in Jesus Christ? I says, no. Mm-hmm. I'm Hebraic. Mm-hmm. So as I began to continue to talk to her and talk to her and kind of explain to her the narrative, she said that her friend of hers had sent her a complete Jewish Bible by David Stern. Ah, okay. I said, well, you have the right, you have the right book t- to work with. Mm-hmm. I said, even though David Stern is an Oxenazi Jew and the complete Jewish Bible is written uh, with an agenda. Yet and still, it's the closest thing that I've been able to find that maps back in its transliteration to the Masoretic or to the to to the scroll. Okay, very good, very good. So I'm talking to her and talking to her and talking to her, and we're dealing with the elephant in the room. And she said something very profound. She says, "Well, I don't want to be in a debate over Jesus Christ. I just want to have." A relationship with my creator 
And I said, okay, we don't have to debate it. I says, because there's really nothing to debate. That's right. So I says to her, I says, listen, and, and I, we, we must have talked for a long time, but I finally got around to this point. Okay. I says, listen, you said to me that you want to have a relationship with your creator. Now your creator has a name. Mm -hmm. He's not God. I says, that's the subject for another, for, for another, for another time. I says, in your, in your, in your complete Jewish Bible, in, uh, in Shemot chapter three, I think around verse 12 or 13, you read in there, read down where he, Moses asked him, who shall I say sent me? And he says, he says, ye, ye, I share ye, ye, and this shall be my name throughout all generations, yod heh mm -hmm. I says, when you get down to where it says yod heh I says, that's the name of the most high. Mm -hmm. I said, that name is not recorded in any Greek inspired writings. Mm -hmm. I said, so you see, the most high has a name, and yod heh is the name of the most high, Yahweh. Some people call it Yahuwah. I says, but that, that's his name. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I said, I want you to do me a favor. I said, you said you wanted to have a relationship with the most high. I said, I'm gonna tell you how you have a relationship with the most high. Let's go to, go to Numbers chapter 15, verse 15, and let's read that, because there the most high says, for you, Israel, there shall be one Torah, not only for you, but also for the foreigner who is living with you. Mm. I said, so everybody who's not Hebrew Israel are foreigners. Mm -hmm. I says, I'm listening to you and I'm, de I'm detecting by your voice that you're not a melanated person. Mm -hmm. I says, so you're a foreigner. Mm -hmm. I says, but you can join with the Hebrew people if you do one thing. Mm -hmm. So I give her the scenario, I says, look, you have a father and a mother, okay? And you live, with, you live with your father and your mother and there are criteria that your mother and mother and father give you. If you wanna live in my house, you wanna live with me, then you gotta live according to my rules. You don't live according to my rules and you gotta go. Right. I said, well, that's what the Most High said to Hebrew Israel. Yeah. Because Hebrew Israel decided they didn't wanna live by his rules. So we're out here in exile. Hmm. I says, but there is going to come a day and a time when we are going to return back to our land True. And not to, not to anybody's heaven. True. Says, go to Psalms 115, where he reads. He says, "Heaven belongs to me, and earth I have made for mankind." Mm -hmm. So we're never going. We're never going into the realm where he is. Mm -hmm. So she's listening to me. Listen to me. So I says, I said, now do me a favor. I said because you said you said you don't want to debate, but you want to have a relationship with your Creator. Mm. I says you have to go and understand that Hebrews Israel's relationship with the Most High is not a matter of things that are germane to Christianity. They are a way of life. It's I says true. so I says there is one word. There's one word. I said if you if you do me a favor, go start reading from Genesis, which is Bereshit, to Devarim, read all five books, mm -hmm. and I want you to write down how many times you see the word obey. Oh. And then the question is, obey what? Because he's telling you what to obey. Correct. And if you are willing to, if you're willing to uh, agree with the Most High in terms of the things that he's telling you to obey, I says, you will get an invitation to the land. I said, now here's something that you're never gonna hear in a Christian church because they don't know nothing about it. Mm. The Most High has eight days. We're in the sixth day. 
The seventh day is the day of the messianic era, and it's the day of the millennium when the Most High is going to bring all that all of his people that are that fit the criteria back to the land. Hmm. I says, you can be in that number. Mm-hmm. I says, and when you get in that number, I says, the things that you don't understand now, the nations, because you're from the nations, I said, the nations are going to say, let's go up to Jerusalem for the Torah of Yahweh is being taught there, hmm. where you will learn the specific requirements for living with the Most High and in the land. Mm-hmm. I said, so now you're concerned about your eternal salvation. I said, eternal salvation cannot be granted to you by a man who died on a cross. Mm-hmm. When you get to reading the text, the text is going to tell you that every individual that sins is accountable and will die for his own sins. I said, so read, I said, read through those five books. Tell me how many times the Most High says obey. You're going to hear about why his people are in exile, and you're going to find out in those five books how to have the relationship that you need to have with the Creator so that you can live in peace Mm -hmm. and so that you can have eternal life. Wow. I said, now if you have a problem with that, I said, just call me. And we talk about it. And we'll talk about it. Wow. You know, I'm trying to hold my peace over here. I'll hold your peace. I'm trying to hold my peace. Are you trying to hold your peace? I am. Why are you trying to hold your peace? Because there's, this is one of the one things that I uh, admire about you that you don't maybe know because you live with it every day. Um, the fact that you're so in tuned with the Most High that it's such a part of you that you don't know maybe the gravitas of how you affect individuals. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak from my own personal testimony because I've been writing on, and I, I said this to myself, recently we just came back from a uh, hiatus to Palm Springs where yeah. we went and yeah. we, uh, we uh, shared and yeah. we had a, we had a, a good time with the folks down in, in Palm Springs at New Life yeah. under, the, uh, under the tutelage and instruction of Ambassador Stagg. Um, there have been points in my life, two of them, and one just happened just recently, where I can say my whole, and there's a paradigm shift, an ideology that has shifted in my mind. I'm going around Robin's Red Barn. Just stay, just stay with me. I'm, I'm, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I, I'm not going nowhere. Hey, we got, we, we podcast. We podcast. We got time. Anytime it seems like when we go out of town, the most high has an, I have an, an epiphany. First time we went out of, out of town, we went out of the country. Yeah. And we went to, Africa, yeah, and let this podcast serve because we our, our our Hebrew ancestors do this all the time. Let this rock serve as a a witness between us and the Most High. Let this podcast serve as a witness between me and you and the Most High and those descendants that are listening to this. That I had a personal life changing event that happened in Africa. Yeah, no, I came back. I was not the same person. I know. On my way, that was the first one. The second one was something that you started in these last two podcasts, because we've been talking about land. Yeah. And as I was journeying, or at least I was as I was transversing in the sky, in the air, 37,000 feet, 
closer to the Hashemayim, to the Most High, I had another epiphany, which I, you know, explained to the folks down in, in Palm Springs, that I don't even look at our manuscript, and I'm using these emphatic terms for a reason, like I used to before. I came back from Palm Springs a different person. And literally when I got to Palm Springs, I was a different person because of what you started with this issue of, of land and did understanding. I, did I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> because what it established for me is a goal. Hebrew Israel, which sometimes we tend to flounder around things like, well, what is the main point of all this? And we understand that really it's the culmination of this of this covenant that was created between Avram, our ancestor, and the Most High. Mm -hmm. And this covenant that says, I'm going to make you many nations, uh, kings will descend from you, and I'm going to give your descendants this area of the Canaanite, of this land. So the reason why I'm interjecting this in here, and I'm coming around the corner here, is because what you meant, mm, I was getting ready, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to say something that I, it's ingrained in me. I was getting ready to say the word minister. And that's not the word I want to use. Okay? Because what you just said, and I'm going to come back to that. Stick with me for this minister thing. What you just spoke to that young lady yeah. had nothing to do with religion. No. It was about establishing in her mind that this is the end goal, which is land. And this is the establishment of how we get to our end goal, which is obey, do the mitzvot, do what the Most High has asked us to do. This is about statesmanship. That's why I addressed you as when we were down there as an ambassador. We, I, my whole entire paradigm is shift, shifted from this issue of even using the word scripture. Yeah. Because I don't think of the U.S. Constitution as scripture. Right. Right. It is the laws and statutes and rules and regulations that have been set up within the confines of the United States that govern a way of life. Yes. Torah is the same thing for yes. us. Yes. Yes. Now hold your point a minute. Can you hold your point a minute? Sure. Don't get lost. I said this to her. I said, what you all refer to as an Old Testament, for me, it's not an Old Testament. It's a covenant. Right. It's a contract. Mm -hmm. Can the Most High break his, break his covenant? No. 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 I said, so it's not, and I says, now, it's only spiritual because the Spirit has imposed it or the Spirit has spoken it. So because the Spirit has spoken it, it makes its Spirit word but it's not spiritual in, in relationship to what we do in applying it to our lives. It's natural. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. For us, yeah. So, so for me now, this is, I'm, I'm explaining things as from a standpoint of statesmanship, uh, from kingdom, from empire, from this issue of not trying to make it, so, not making it religious. Right has nothing to do with religion. When you get over into the so proverbial across the street, New Testament, you can be religious all you want all to you be. All you want to, exactly. When, you over, when we come over to Hebrew Israel, everything that's written in our book of antiquity, 
our book that shows us our history of our people. Yes. How we've transversed, how we've fallen away. Yes. Our way of getting back to the Most High, yes. the way that the Most High have sent emissaries yes. and ambassadors on his behalf to get us back into right standing. Which are the prophets. Which are the prophets. Yes. We have writings and teachings that, that get us back. When, when you start removing all of that and start formulating your mind around, okay, now I'm functioning different because again, I, I, I'm, what, what, was, what was very poignant for me was when I went out of, when I went out of the country, I went to Africa. Okay. And I was in Kenya. Yep. I wasn't familiar with the laws that were there in Kenya. No, you weren't. So I had to walk very, very gingerly, tread lightly, very gingerly, gingerly yes, about uh -huh, uh -huh. what was going on. Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. but I also knew that I wasn't under the auspices of the United States while I was there. I yes. was a foreigner yes. while I was there. Yes, I hold now in my mind's eye dual citizenship. One, I'm a citizen of the United States, and I hold the same gravitas and the same the uh, uh, the, the the same respect and importance that I would as a United States citizen as I am as a citizen of Hebrew Israel. I shouldn't look at those two things as being something diametrically opposed to each other. Right, right, right. I hold dual dual citizenship because I know that I'm a part of this particular kingdom that happens to operate under the auspices of a theocracy. Yes. And under a, under a king. Yes. So I can't diminish one and say, okay, well, I got to look at this in a religious sense over here. No, 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 no. These are the things upon which when I go out and eat, I evaluate that by the laws upon which I am ruled by yes. from my citizenship yes. as a part of Hebrew Israel. Yes. Nothing I'm saying has anything to do with being religious. Right. And that's the problem with a lot of us that we have. Yes. We tend to fall back into, I got to explain my Hebrewism from a religious standpoint. No, no, no we're not doing that. <laughs> and and as, as I talked to the young lady today, I, I, I took her out of that realm. Right. And she, she had to pause and think about what was happening. You know, and she was she was quite amazed mm -hmm. that I took the time to talk to her. And she told me she started sharing something. And she says, "Now I'm going to share something with you, so that when I tried to share it with the rabbi, he hung up on me. So so just stay with me." Mm -hmm. I said, "I'm not going anywhere." Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. says, "You've called me, and your call to me is is important enough with what's on your heart and mind." that I need to take the time to help you hmm. to understand. Yeah. I says, yeah. now, what I have discerned in our conversation, I've discerned that your heart is in the right place. Hmm. The Most High said he tries the reins of the heart. He knows the heart. He tries the reins of the heart. Mm -hmm. It is our heart that connects us to the Most High. Hmm. It is the desires of our heart that causes him to respond. Mm. I said, so he's responding to you in light of your quest to have a relation with him. I said, and it's not by happenstance that you call me. That's right. That's right. That is absolutely correct. And there's there's no such thing as coincidence. It's just not by happy chance that you call me. No, no, no. By, by, and I think that if we get down to the, if we're having a philosophical discussion here, yeah. I think that 
for the most part, because of what you just said, the most high sees what's inside a person. He can see whether or not yeah. you fake yeah. about it or not. Yeah. And yeah. our desire to have that relationship will lead you on a path where he says, listen, you know, I, I understand where you're trying to be. I'm going to put things in, in your path. Hopefully you have an ear to and an and eyes and vision to see what I'm trying to do and you acquiesce to it yeah. and to be pliable yeah. enough. So I I want to publicly I like I said the most you were so intuned and this is why I gave you this accolade because you know you've learned and forgotten more than I'm going to learn. <laughs> and I understand that and that's a, a listen I honor you as a mentor and the fact that a reason there's a lot of there's a lot of fish bones on your on your chin for a reason there's a lot of wisdom that's there and there's a tour mitzvot that says that you're supposed to respect those in the position of wisdom and like i said this discussion starting with the goal of where we're supposed to end up has sparked a life-changing event where I can say now there's two distinct points within. Number one was meeting you over at SeaTac. Number two was the one going over to, uh, to Africa. And number three happened in Palm Springs. Wow. All while I was transversing and I said, I'm totally, I'm in a totally different space now. Wow. I have no fear when I get in front of someone to speak about Hebrew Israel because I'm not speaking from a standpoint no, no, of religion. No. I'm speaking from a standpoint of statesmanship as proud as I am oh, to yeah. say oh, that yeah. I'm an American citizen yeah. or a person from the United States yeah. when I travel abroad, yeah. I got that same conviction yes. and same confidence when I talk to somebody because all I'm doing is talking about, well, what we don't eat that way in Hebrew Israel. You can right. eat that way because you're here in and that's great. We don't we, we don't, don't do those we don't types do of things. We don't do those kind of things here in, 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 in our in our nation. That's right. And yeah. exp and now, it may seem remedial, but now, that was eye opening now, for me. Now, what's different? And I want I want I want to make a I want to make a reference to what you've just said. There's no difference in what you said that is also applicable to the nation of Islam. Hmm. The nation of Islam functions that way. Yeah. They have, they have their criteria that's germane to them as a nation. Correct. And they don't operate outside of that. That's right. We, on the other hand, <laughs> we are part of a nation that has come into existence at the behest of the absolute all-existent one yeah. whose name is Yahweh. Mm -hmm. We are his nation. We are his people. We are his children. Hmm. We are his son. Hmm. And he has given to us such a great and such an honorable status and such a great and noble constitution and governance that governs us that fills us with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding mm -hmm. so that we can share the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding with the nations. That's our job. Yep. That's it. That's our job. Yeah. That's our job. Oh. Well, shall we get on it? Yes, let's talk about it. Well, let's start tonight. And once again, I want to invite our, our listeners to go and get your scriptures because I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lot of reading tonight. Mm -hmm. Once again. And we're gonna start tonight in Yeshayahu, that's Isaiah chapter number four. 
and we're going to read verses 1 and 3, then we'll talk about them. Okay? Now, it opens with these words, on that day. Hmm. Anytime you read in scripture text where the Most High talks about on that day, day. or when that time comes, he is always making a reference to the redemptive state and the redemptive period when we are going to be uh, brought back and redeemed back in the land. Okay. It's always a reference to the messianic era. Right. You're never ever, you're never ever going to hear a conversation in Christendom about the messianic era because hmm. they think they already in it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the case. And the question came up today in my conversation. Well, the Christian church is always talking about Jesus is coming. I said, I said, I'm an octogenarian. Mm. I was born in the Christian church. I says, and I've heard that Jesus is coming ever since I've been in the world. And he ain't come yet. Right. I says, not only has he not come, he can't come. Mm. I said, so let's put that let's put let's put that in perspective. We'll be waiting till your face I said he can't come because he has nothing to do with the redemption of Hebrew Israel. Right, that's correct. And if you're of a Greek mindset and you're waiting for that experience to happen, you're gonna grow old, gray, you're gonna be in the grave, and you're not going to witness what the Greeks have put upon you to happen, what you will experience. I said, if you are so so if you are so chosen mm. to be elected by the Most High together with his people in the land, you're going to wake up and you're going to say, what the heck happened? Right. You're going to have a rude awakening. You're going to have a rude awakening <laughs> to find out, oh, this ain't heaven. No, it's not. Yeah. It's earth. I said, now let's put something else in perspective. Mm -hmm. Remember, John said that he saw in his vision a new heaven and a, a new, new earth, earth yeah. descending out of the Shemaim back into the earth. So if they're, if it's coming back into the earth, what's that tell you? You're going to be on earth. You're going to be on earth. Even in that text, you're going to be on earth. Mm. <clears throat> now, so getting back to, to the language. Okay. On that day is a prophetic statement that is germane to the, the, the redemption of, of Israel. Okay. Seven women will grab hold of one man and say, we will supply our own food and wear our own clothes. Just let us bear your name, period. Now, we know. Wow, that's a Torah mitzvah. Yes, it is. Man, that's a Torah. See? Woo! When you study these, these Torah mitzvahs just, just start coming out yeah. of these prophets. Yeah, it is. Go, that'd be your homework. Go look up what Torah mitzvot that's referring to. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is one. Now, here, understand something. That in Hebrew Israel, the Hebrew people in the land, the men were, were allowed to have multiple, multiple wives. wives. Yeah. So here, in the, but if you're going to have a multiple <laughs> wife, then your responsibility is you have to take care of them equally. Correct. So now they're saying, hey, we'll, we just want to bear your name mm -hmm. and take away our disgrace. On that day, once again, Messianic era, Yahweh's plant will be beautiful and glorious. Well, now, 
Now we have to di- we now we have to interpret what's Yahweh's plan. Mm. Well, Yahweh's plan is Hebrew Israel. Mm. Hebrew Israel will be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land will be the pride and the splendor of Israel's survivors. Mm. Those left in Zion and remaining in Jerusalem will be called set apart, and everyone in Jerusalem written down for life. Where are we? Mm. Land. Land. Now, huh. let's listen to Yeshayahu 14 and 1. 14 and 1, all right. He says, for Yahweh will have compassion on Yaakov. He will once again choose Israel, Israel and resettle them in their, their own, own land. land. Mm-hmm. Where foreigners will join them, attaching themselves to the house of Yaakov. Mm-hmm. So now we have to go back to Numbers chapter 15 and 15, where he says to Hebrew Israel, there shall be one Torah mm-hmm. for you, Israel, and for the foreigner living with you. Mm-hmm. So now he's allowing us to understand something very important that mm-hmm. the prophets say. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta ask a question. <clears throat> what prophet is speaking across the street what prophet is speaking across the street? None. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at you like, none. <laughs> who is that? None. And, <laughs> and this if, one? None. And if and if the Christian church wants to make Jesus Christ a prophet, then he has to measure up to the criteria of how prophets function. That's right. And 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 prophets have already established uh, a, a precedent as to how prophets function. Because mm-hmm. all you got to do is read the prophets. Every last one of them follow the same protocol. And uh, agreed. he doesn't match up to any of them. No, not at all. Now, now we're going to go somewhere. Now we're going to go somewhere that's kind of a long text. Okay. But we got to go there. And I want to read this to you. And I want you to go with, turn with me to uh, Yeshayahu, Isaiah chapter number 49. 49. And we're going to read this through because we got to read this through in order to understand the narrative of what's being talked about. We're starting at the top? Huh? Starting at the top, verse 1? Yeah. All right. Start verse 1. 49 and 1. All right. Here we go. Coastlands, listen to me. Listen, you peoples far away. Who's far away? Mm. We are. Who's far away? We are in exile. Mm hmm. Now, the prophet speaks these words. Yahweh called me from the womb. Before I was born, he had spoken my name. Yeshayahu, Isaiah, is referring to himself. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. While hiding me in the shadow of his hand, he has made me like a sharpened arrow while concealing me in his quiver. Mm. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, through whom I will show my glory. Now, you use the text, cry loud and spare not. Spare him not. 58. So what the, what the analogy here that Yeshayahu is saying, the Most High has made me like a sharp sword. Mm-hmm. He has made me like a sharpened arrow. In other words, he has given me and my mouth the wisdom and knowledge to speak and to cut. 
and to pierce. And he's let me know I am his servant. Mm -hmm. But not only am I his servant, he says, you are my servant Israel through whom I will show my glory. So now he's saying that the whole nation of Israel Mm -hmm. is there for him to show his glory. glory. Yeah. Now we may not look like it now, but remember, what did I say? Mm. When that day comes. Yes. There's a day coming. <sighs> and all of this that I'm reading here is all prophetic. This is the prophet talking. Mm-hmm. But he said, I have toiled in vain, spent my strength for nothing, futility, yet my cause is with Yahweh. My reward is with my Elohim. So now Yahweh says, He formed me in the womb to be his servant, Mm. to bring Yaakov back to him, to have Israel gathered to him so that I will be honored in the sight of Yahweh, my Elohim, having become my strength. He has said, it is not enough that you are merely my servant to raise up the tribes of Yaakov and restore the offspring of Israel. I will also make you a light to the nations so my salvation can spread to the ends of the the earth. earth. Hmm. Now you have to, you got to wrap your head around, you got to wrap your head around the narrative of what's been said here. Hmm. The bishops, the superintendents, the elders, and all those names that are associated with Christianity that are standing before his people trying to tell them something. He has said in the prophet Jeremiah, I did not call them. They cannot speak for me. They do not know me. And all the things that I'm saying right here now, you're never going to hear in a Christian church relative and spoken to Hebrew Israel in the context that the Most High is speaking to Yeshayahu Mm. to speak to us. You and I are sitting before these mics and we are functioning in the spirit of the prophet. Hmm. That's heavy. We are crying loud. We are sparing not. He has made he has made our mouth like a sharp sword. And he has made us like a sharpened arrow. And guess what we don't do? We don't care. That's right. We don't mince words. The only thing that we care Mm -hmm. about is what has the Most High said. That's it. That's all. That's all that matters. And we, being Hebrew Israel, are his servant. Mm -hmm. What's our task? What are we trying to do before these mics every week? We are trying to wake up the tribes of Yaakov, which is Hebrew Israel. Get them right. right And restore the offspring of Israel. Mm-hmm. and spread the words of what the Most High defines as salvation mm. to the ends of the earth. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Man. That's, that's what we're doing. A, that's a beautiful thing. That's what we're doing. 
That's I mean, did, I mean, we are doing, we are doing, we are doing the exact thing that the prophet Yeshayahu was called to do. And and you know what these prophets also at the in the same vein, they're looking at their current state. Again, piggybacking on what you're saying, they're looking at the current state of how Hebrew Israel was, whether or not that was under Persian rule or whether or not that was under some type of rule of some type of empire and saying, hey, listen, this is the things that are happening. This is the debauchery you guys have sank into. This is what is going to come. And they always referring back and folding back on their master teacher, Mose, to say all these things were spoken. It's not as if this has been hidden from you. We're doing the same thing. We're looking at the current state of affairs yeah. that we're in right now yeah. saying, listen, if we're going to matriculate back into the land, these are some of the things that we're going to have to overcome. These are the things that you, your mind needs to be uh, acclimated to in order because it, it just cannot be something where it's a fantasy. No. You got to think like, okay, yeah. if the Most High snapped his fingers tomorrow yeah. and Hebrew Israel woke up, what would the challenge be in getting back into the land? Think past your own nose, five minutes past your own face to understand that these, this is a reality. This is not fantasy. This is why I'm saying I said earlier when I established, because we tend to think of this in, in fluffy terms like this is a religion. This is a reality, folks. If you're going to believe and go in, be 10 toes deep in this thing, when it's time to roll, you got to be ready. Got to be ready. And you can't acquiesce, even though we're doing some of these things right now that we can do and observe the mitzvot, there's going to be a time where our descendants are going to have to be fortified enough to be able to walk themselves back into the land under the, under the tutelage of a Messiah that will come and the Most High will give us our King David back. And then they're going to be tested because two thirds of them are going to get cut down when they get back into the land too. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. We, I'm, 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 the thing is, is that okay. when you mention what you just mentioned, yes, it is an honor to be an ambassador and an emissary yes. and a prophet yes. for the most. This yes. is nothing that you can take no. lightly. No, no. Well, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Watch verse seven. Watch verse seven. All right. Here is what Yahweh, the Redeemer of Israel, his set-apart one says to the one despised whom the nations detest, to the servant of tyrants. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, first of all, let's, let's, let's go back to something because we don't want to just run by this. Okay. Here is what Yahweh, the Redeemer of Israel, says. Who's our Redeemer? Uh, Yahweh. It doesn't say, here is what <laughs> Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, says. Yeah. It says, here is what Yahweh, the Redeemer of Israel, says. Your Greek text will say, here is what the Lord. <laughs> right. And mm -hmm. Lord automatically takes you straight across the street. That's right. That's right. The Most High is not that. Mm -mm. He is a master, mm -hmm. okay? And if we look at the word as the uh, the Oxenazis used the word Adonai, mm -hmm. which happened to mean master, as Lord means master, but in the Hebrew text, it's not written that way. It's written yod heh vav -He, which is the name of the Most High. So it's saying here, here is what Yahweh, the Redeemer of Israel, mm -hmm. 
his holy one, his set apart one says, to the one despised, whom the nations detest, to the servant of tyrants, mm. who's detested? Mm. Uh -oh. Who's despised? Uh oh. Does no, <laughs> he's not talking about Isaiah 53. Mm -mm. He is talking about Hebrew Israel. You will be hated by all men. You, you will be despised. You'll be a you laughing will become stock. a laughing stock. What, are you, you calling be, text? You will become a horror amongst the nations. He's talking about Hebrew Israel. That is in text. That's in our manuscript. That's in our manuscript. Okay. <laughs> not not just in Devarim chapter 28, it's written in other places. Mm. When kings see you, who? Mm. You despise, you nation that's detested to the servant of Taylor. When kings see you, they will stand up. Princes too will prostrate themselves because of Yahweh who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Mm. Wow, how cathartic is it? L listen, and the problem with our people is that they don't identify that that is talking about them. Because they don't, you know why they don't? That's, no, that's the travesty No, 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 don't, don't. It's, it's, yes, it is a travesty, but here's the problem. Okay. How can they hear? Unless. Without a preacher. Mm-hmm. From their own text. Mm-hmm. How can he preach? Unless except he be he be sent. Right. And the most high is saying clearly in the prophets <laughs> to those that are trying to speak across the street, I did not send you. As a matter of fact, I don't even know who you are. Right. Yeah. Mm. Now, let's go on. Here's a word to hear, okay? Right. Here is what Yahweh says at the time of when I choose, I will answer you. Not, not when you want it, but when he chooses. At the time when I choose, I will answer you. Mm -hmm. Who? I'm going to answer you, Israel. Mm -hmm. But there's a time coming. Mm -hmm. And it's not tomorrow. Hmm. He can come anytime. No, he can't. <laughs> That's no, he right. Can't. There's some criteria that no, needs to be set up and, prior and, to that. And, and our redemption, our redemption is not going to happen mm -hmm. tomorrow or anytime. And the reason why our redemption is not going to happen is because the heart, soul, and mind of Hebrew Israel is, has not arrived yet at a repentant state. That's correct. What is the repentant state that Hebrew Israel has to arrive at? Turning back to the mixed his, votes. His laws. His rulings, yep, rulings and his instructions. Yep. Now, so I will answer you. On the day of salvation, I will help you. On the day of salvation is the day of redemption. Mm -hmm. Salvation means deliverance. Yep. So at the time when I choose, I will answer you. On the day that I deliver you, I will help you. I will preserve you. And I have appointed you to be a to be the covenant for a people, to restore the land mm. and distribute again its ruined inheritance to their owners. owners. Yeah. 
who's the owners of the land? Hebrew the Most Israel. High owns the land, oh, high, but yeah. he is given to us in perpetuity. Correct. So it's, it's our inheritance. Mm-hmm. To say to the prisoners, come out. To those in darkness, show yourselves. They will feed along the paths. And on the high hills will be their pastures. He's talking about in the land. Mm-hmm. They will be neither hungry nor thirsty nor scorching with, with scorching wind nor sun will strike them. Semicomma. For he who has mercy on them will lead them and guide them through to springs of water. Mm. We're not talking in, in allegories. We're not talking in right. metaphors. We're talking about this is, the real. We're, we're, he's not. He's not giving us allegories and men and metaphors. And there's nothing spiritual in the text. Nothing. He's telling you exactly what's going to happen when we get back in the land. Excellent. I will turn my mountains into a road. My highways will be raised up. There, they come. Who's they? Exiled Israel. Israel. Uh-huh. Some from far away, some from the north, some, some from, from the west, west, and some from the from the land of Shinim. But, uh-oh, we're going to have a song. Uh-oh, Sing okay. heaven, rejoice earth, break out in song, you mountains, for Yahweh is comforting his people, having mercy on his own who have suffered. Mm. We are suffering in this exile. And you know what? While our people don't have anybody to teach them, it doesn't change the narrative of the Most High. You're suffering. You're suffering. Mm. And you just keep adjusting to the suffering when, in fact, you, all you have to turn to is back to his laws, his teachings and instructions, and be and have shalom and peace. I hope I remember this at the end because I got a testimony I want to share. Okay. All right. But Zion says, Yahweh has abandoned me, again has forgotten me. Now, listen to the Most High say, can a woman forget her child at the breast and not show pity on the child from her womb? Even if these were to forget, I would not forget you. Mm. Mm. I have engaged you, engraved engraved you rather, on the palms of my hands. Your walls are always before me. The Most High is saying to you Hebrew Israelites out there that we're talking to over these mics every week that are listening to this podcast. He's telling Come on. I knew it. Man. Man. He just he just hit me. He just hit mm-hmm. me with a with a with a boom. You have to realize how important you are to the most high. You have to realize how opulent you are. You have to realize how great 
of a nation of people that you are, even in this exile, you are still great. I have engraved you mm -hmm. on the palms of my of my hands. Your walls are always before me. Your children are coming quickly. Your mm -hmm. destroyers and plunders are leaving and going. When? When that time comes. That's right. Raise your eyes and look around. They are all gathered, gathering and coming to you. Yahweh answers, as sure as I am alive, you will wear them all like jewels. Adorn yourself with them like a bride. Who? Who's he talking about? He's Who's he talking about? He's talking, about, he's, talking about, he's talking about your plunderers. That's right. These he's talking about that, your enemies. He's talking that's about right. your destroyers. Mm -hmm. he's, talking about, he's talking about all this stuff that we are dealing with in this exile. Mm -hmm. Those enemies, those individuals, you're going to wear them around your neck like jewels. That's, They're going to be forgotten. Right, right, right. I'm going to use a word that the young people use. Okay. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> all right. Just wait for it. All right. I mean... This, this, all that, all that, you're not getting this kind of story, and this is not a story. You're yeah. not getting this kind of explanation of what's going to happen when you get in the land in the conversation about going to heaven. No, no, you're not, not at you're, all. You're, you're, you're not, oh, come on, come on. Oh, man, this, <laughs> I, I, I'm having a hard time sitting in my seat. The specificity is just, just. Overflowing. The Most High is telling us exactly what the return is going to be like. Which is the pattern of the Most High. He does everything in, in specificity. It's specific. You don't have to wonder about anything. For, listen now, listen now. We talked about in, pod, in, the, in the prior podcast mm -hmm. about the land being devastated. Yes. And lay and follow. Listen yeah. to what he says. For your desolate places and ruins and all your devastated land will be too cramped for those living in, in it. it. Your devourers will be far away. Mm -hmm. The day will come when the children born, when you were mourning, will say to you, this place is too, too cramped, cramped for, for me. me. Give me room mm -hmm. so I can live. Then you will ask yourself, who fathered these for me? Mm. Meaning, meaning, well, what nation? What nation were these children born in? They were mm. born in exile. That's right. That's right. I've been mourning my children alone mm. as an exile, wandering to and fro. So who has raised these? I was left alone. So where have these come from? Mm. They've come from the exile. exile. That's right. Yahweh answers. I'm beckoning to the nations, raising my banner for the peoples. Watch out, watch out now. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. The nations, they will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders. That's what they're going to do, huh? That's what the nations are going to do. All right. That's what the people who are plundering you, that's what the people who are the enemies of you, 
in that day, he says, they will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders. Now, I'm going to stop right there. 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 Can you give me a B3 organ? Oh. Can you give me B flat? Did you want B flat? I was going to give you E flat. Okay. <laughs> it's going to turn up. Because this is where you get to do that little jig that you all do every Sunday talking about the spirit. Mm. This is where you get to get up and dance and run around the building and throw your hands up and shout for joy. Because these words right here mm -hmm. are the words that speak to your final redemption. It's quantitative. That's right. That's right. Wait a minute. We're not through. We're not done yet. Kings, there's, there's more. <laughs> kings will be your foster fathers. Mm. Their princes, your nurses. They will bow to you face toward the earth and lick the, the dust. dust on your feet. Period. Then, this is the cosign. I love it because the Most High always cosigns what he said. That's right. Then you, you will know. know that I am Yahweh and those who wait for me will not be sorry. <sighs> now, the question is, where you want to go? You want to go to heaven? Or you want to go, go back to land? Or do mm. you want to go back where the Most High has promised you security and said to you, you are inscribed in his hand. Mm. I, I, I'll take uh, door A, please. I don't, I don't want this other one. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, I'm And that's trying, the land so I'm behind door A. So I'm trying to explain to this lady today. I said to her. This is testimony you're talking about, right? No. Oh, not that's not it? Okay. Because I wanted to remind you. I'm trying to explain to this lady today that the difficulty in life is for truth to conquer a lie. Yeah. I don't care what the narrative has been over these many, many years about the text across the street. It's a lie. <clears throat> and the truth is not in it. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Doesn't matter. No. I explained to her, and I asked her what her profession was, and she was saying to me, she was saying to me about all of this that I'm sharing and we, that we share every, each week on this podcast. It's a, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Hmm. I said, it was a lot for you to get your degree. Sure. But you got it. That's right. That's right. I said, and what you learned what you learn, if I now come along and tell you that, oh, that foundation that you have is whack, mm. I'm going to give you a new foundation, mm -hmm. you'd look at me like I was crazy. That's right. Because you know that the foundation of your profession is proven mm -hmm. and it's tangible. Right. And now I'm going to come and give you something that's whack that doesn't meet up with that and turn you around and send you in a different direction. You'll lose your professional license. That's correct. That's correct. I said, that's what the Greeks have done. Mm. Now, let me get to my testimony. Hmm. And, and, and it's wrapped around these, it's wrapped around this, 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 this context of faithfulness 
and understanding the the promises and the commitment that the Most High has made to Hebrew Israel. Okay, all right. I've had a I've had a I've had a traumatic two days. Monday, really, I came back. Well, we got back Sunday. Monday, I had to go in for a procedure, medical procedure. Oh, okay. I'm sweating this. I've been sweating this for months. All right. I've been waking up in the middle of the night. Can't go back to sleep because I'm meditating upon it because it's got me really just yeah, bummed yeah. out. Okay. okay. And I know I'm going to bed Sunday night and I got to go in for this procedure Monday. And I'm praying. I'm praying. Hmm. Most high. I said, your word said that you would keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. I says, that's yeah. what your word said. That's right. It's true. I said, now my mind is connected to your rules, your instructions, your mitzvahs, and your commandments. I meditate upon those and I think about those constantly. Even in my sleep, I'm thinking about them. Mm -hmm. I need you, Most High, to honor your word and keep me in perfect peace so that when I have to go through this thing, I will be calm mm -hmm. and I won't be, I, my, I won't be, I, I won't be, Afraid. Oh, okay. My doctor sent me some Ativant to take to calm my nerves. I decided that I wasn't going to take it. I said, Most High, I'm going to depend upon you for you said you would keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. Mm -hmm. Now my mind is stayed upon you. So therefore, I'm counting on you to give me perfect peace. Mm -hmm. I get there and I'm going into the room and I ask the technician, how long is this gonna take? He says, oh, about 40 minutes. I said, oh, heck no. <laughs> oh, heck no. What was the expectation? You were gonna be out there? I go, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Oh, okay. And then the spirit come, spoke to me and said, you got this, you got this. I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Mm. Not on Jesus Christ, on the absolute all existent one whose name is Yahweh. Okay. I didn't take the out of that. I went through the procedure and I came out. Flying colors. Great. Yesterday, I was scheduled to go play golf yesterday morning. All right. The Most High spoke to me before I left my house and told me don't go to play golf today. Hmm. But I'm thinking that just that's just me. 
I'm mm. gonna go anyway. So I get to the golf course and I'm putting around, putting around, getting ready to start my round. Okay. And I'm just I'm just whacked. I'm just I'm not I'm not clear. Everything is everything just going loopy loopy doopy doo. So I have my Apple Watch on. I says, Well, let me let me take let me take my uh let me take my um it's your blood pressure? No. Your uh, uh, heart rate? Um oxygen? Apple got everything. Uh, graph the uh, with the, uh, the uh, cardiograph. Let me get cardiograph. Okay. Let me take a cardiograph and see what's going on. So I take the cardiograph mm -hmm. and I'm looking at it and it says, it says to me, you are in AFib. And I go, oh shucks. Now I know I've gone through procedure to have all that taken care of. That's right, you did. So why am I in AFib? Because I'm loopy doopy doo. Hmm. I get in my, I tell him, I said, well, I have to withdraw. I'm, well, I said, well, do you need, do you, do you want it? Do you need to go to the emergency? I says, no. I says, I'm going to go home. I'll be fine. Mm. I get home and I call, I call my doctor. My doctor, I explain to them what's going on. My doctor says, okay, can you get, can you get in here by 1130? I go, yeah, I can be there. So okay. I drive myself there. I get there. I go in, they hook me up to all the machines, and they're running electrocardiograms to see what's going on. Okay. Now, I'm remember, I'm praying. I'm praying to the absolute all-existent one. And I'm saying to him, this body belongs to you. Mm -hmm. I can't fulfill my assignment that you've given me. Unless I have. Unless I'm healthy. Right. So I get in there, they run the electrocardiogram, and the doctor comes and he says, well, I look at your cardiac, but you're not, a, you're not an AFib. How do you feel? I said, well, right now I kind of feel just a little strange. He says, well, you're not an AFib. Mm. So I take my watch again, and I run it, and he's watching it, and he's looking at it, and he says to me, uh, I, I don't know what your watch is saying, but it's, it's incorrect. You're not an AFib. Okay. So, what's the my my head cleared up? Everything went bright as if absolutely nothing had happened. You know what my point is? Yeah. You know no, I don't is? know what your point is. You know what, what, my point what, is what? What did you? I said to the Most High. I said it says in our text that you wrote that you, Yahweh, are the healer. It's true. You're the healer. It's correct. I said, I appeal to the one who is the healer. That's right. And you have healed me. Mm-hmm. Case closed. Case closed. What am I trying to say? The dependence that we have in knowing, even as we talk about the land, is that our confidence and our trust has to be in the one who said it. That's right. That's right. And not some wannabe who's trying to push himself off as being something that there's no way I'm gonna use, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say it. Okay. And I'm not trying to be vulgar. 
there's no way in hell he can be what he claims to be. Hmm. Wow. By virtue of the support of the prophets mm -hmm. and by the support of the Most High himself. The Most High just told us here in Isaiah that he was our Redeemer. That's correct. That's correct. So if he's the Redeemer, nobody else can be. That's right. And he is an opulent spirit. It's correct. You know, that's the, oh. the ostentatious. Opulent. Opulent in his own right. Yeah. And who am I going to listen to? I'm going to listen to my father. That's right. And his name happens to be Yahweh. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, it's interesting that you have that testimony because it's literally because these things have been written on your on your heart. You were able to pull that right off of your hard drive immediately. Oh, yeah. And as you know, we are to be able to supposed to in any facet of our life. You you use something that was in text because of getting back to full circle to what you were telling this young lady is to have, if you want to have a relationship with the most high, you're going to have to study. You're going to have to get back and, and read this text. And what you did at that doctor's office or prior to is I'm, I'm under the impression that the most high knows obviously what's going on. Yeah. But Maybe it was more for you to audibly hear yourself saying, you know, just like any time that we sit down and we, we go over something and we say, oh, a mitzvah just popped out and I evaluate the situation by this particular mitzvah. It's, it's coming right off of your hard drive to say, you're getting, this is how I'm supposed to function. When I was across the street, if you probably would have been in the hospital yeah. on something talking about calling on the name of some dude he yeah. puts on his pants, yeah. just like you and yeah. I. Yeah. And said, I'm not going to sit there and honor that. If you want to call yeah. on him, then let him show up in the room and hook up the EKG to you and give you your IV. Because right. I'm not going to do it. Right, right, right. Because I was, it, <laughs> this particular procedure that I have to go through quite often is devastating to me. Hmm. But the Most High showed me how to conquer it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful he, thing that keeps his mind on me, I will give him and yeah. keep him in perfect peace. peace. Wow. And I say to you all, this is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. Exile. Shalom. Shalom.